You probably remember this story. Uh, happened back in June 2011. Sarah Little of Barry, she was 13 years old, and it was the last day of school, grade 8. And she decided um, she would jump out of the back of her school bus uh, for the final uh, day of school. She fell, hit her head on the sidewalk, and sustained a brain injury. It's basically changed her life. And back in May 2018, uh, court ruled, uh, it was a four-week jury uh, juror trial, they uh, found that 25% of the responsibility fell on um, Sarah for her own injury, and the bus company which now operates as Landmark Bus Lines, um, is responsible for the rest. The jury awarded Sarah Little and her family $7 million for her share of damages. Nanish Kotak joins the show right now, founder of Kotak Personal Injury Law. Welcome to the show, Nanish. Good to have you on again. Hi, Tim. Thank you. Good to so be on. So I think this is, you know, for a lot of people, they're thinking, okay, this is one of those situations where how do you hold the bus company responsible this is an emergency exit they can't block it off how is this the buses uh bus company's fault right well yes they can't block it off i mean it has to be unlocked it's there for emergency purposes but you have to look at it this way we're dealing with children on a bus and i believe sarah little had just turned 13 at the time um this case was argued very well uh the lawyer from Obi wigman that troy Lieberman did an excellent job on this and what he argued and what the court accepted is that there's a duty of care on the on landmark and the and the driver uh, to ensure that the children on the bus are, are 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 transported in a safe manner. But furthermore, if there are any unsafe acts that the children are doing that are repeated, this needs to be reported to the school. And I think you know we have to look at it this way. In this case, there was a company handbook that the that the that landmark had, or the, the predecessor uh, named company for for landmark, that says. If there are unsafe behaviors of children, that needs to be reported to the school. And this practice that these, uh, you know, these misguided children were, were doing, uh, jumping out of the back of the bus at, at a low speed, irrespective, was going on for a couple of years. They did not report it to the school, and the principal testified that had it been reported, they would have held an assembly and stopped it, just like they did after the, after the, uh, um, after the, uh, uh, the child was badly hurt. And there's a, there's a duty on, 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 the, on the bus driver. You're the responsible adult. Um, these children are under your care and control. And you have to you know, direct and control the behavior and report that behavior to, to um, their supervisor and to the school um, um, if, if that behavior is, is, is so dangerous, which was, this was. And I think a jury correctly realized that, you know, yes, 25% should be on uh, Sarah, even though she was young. Obviously, she shouldn't have been doing what she was doing. Uh, but she is a child. And uh, and I'm not surprised, uh, quite frankly, that the that the uh, the jury uh, came to that conclusion. And again, it wasn't the judge who came to that conclusion. The jury did. That six people, um, uh, lay people, um, you know, in in the town of Barrie, uh, who sat on that jury and listened to all the evidence and came to the conclusion. Yes, clearly, the bus is has major responsibility here. And I think it was the correct decision in terms of liability. Yeah, it's such 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 a tragic story. I mean, this kid's life has changed because of a a, a very uh, stupid mistake. And you know, hopefully, uh, now schools have cut this practice, stopped it from happening by holding their own assemblies. But the bus company did the driver give any reason why uh, the bus company didn't report this to the school? I think what they said. I think one time over the course of a year, the, the a driver reported it to their supervisor at at, at Landmark. Uh, but Landmark did nothing, nothing about that in terms of transmitting that to the school. So they said, well, you know, one time we told, we told our, 
our bosses, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It almost came out that that as if it was being condoned. It's hard to believe, wrong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it is. Um, like if kids are jumping out of your moving bus, you'd think you'd report that and you think that the bus company's first action would be to go to the school and say, you've got to talk to your kids because, you know, we can't lock this emergency door. Yeah, I, I think you've hit the head on the nail here. That's exactly what should have happened. And, and the right minded jury jury did find that. And even the amount of, of seven million dollars, that may look like a lot of money. But you've got a 13 year old child who now needs 24 hour care the rest of their life. What's that going to cost? You know, you're dealing with getting into adulthood. Parents aren't around. Siblings, siblings have moved on. Now you need, you know, facilitated care, a nurse, um, and treatment, uh, constant treatment. You need a psychiatrist, uh, neurologist, and other other support mechanisms, uh, social workers. They're all, you know, not the only cover. But renovation probably for your house. Re- renovation. Yeah. And think about loss of income. What income could she have earned? Um, you know, when she uh, grew into adulthood, and now she's not going to have access to that income either. So even though we, you know, we, we may look at $7 million, a lot of money, it's like winning a lottery, it's not. Not when you need it on a day-to-day basis for expensive professional care. The appeal court, um, uh, of course, upheld the award of $7 million. What are the implications for the bus companies uh, out there and students in the future? Right. Well, the appeal court was sort of dealing with a couple of issues that were a little bit technical in nature. They were dealing with um, her duty as an incapacitated person to mitigate and the apportionment of responsibility. Um, and they 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 tend they, they sided with 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 the uh, with, with Sarah and and her her appellate counsel. I think the implications are, are pretty clear. That look, it's not you know when you're transporting students, you have to do it in a safe way. And it's not just a matter of, okay, we're going to put these kids in the school, bundle them all up and drop them off at the destination, and that is all our duty. No, that's not their duty, all their duty. The duty is to drive carefully um, and keep the children safe and, and don't be negligent. And if there are issues, you know, kids act up. Uh, they may throw things and do things in, in a bus that they shouldn't be doing. Report it not only uh, to the supervisor, but then it goes on to the owners and the managers of, 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 of whichever bus company or transportation companies to actually report it to the school because that needs to be done. And then it's you know the school and parents' responsibility at that point if the school gets the parents involved to deal with that child or group of children that are that are that are acting in this way. Nanish, thanks so much for joining us. I, th- I think it's uh, good that we had you on to clear up you know any uh, question marks that people had outstanding about this story and why this girl wouldn't be held responsible for her own actions. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. Bye now. Cheers. That's Nanish Kotak. He is the founder of uh, Kotak Personal Injury Law and friend of the show.